0: of your midday edition of the Lori and Julia show here on MyTalk 1071. Everything entertainment, we're streaming at MyTalk1071.com. We're on the MyTalk app. And over at MyTalk1071.com, we have the MyTalk resource page. It's presented by AARP. we got a lot of fun stuff, a lot of serious stuff, keeping you informed and entertained. So go check it out at MyTalk1071.com. Keyword resource and... We have a very special guest in this next segment. Let's uh, let's hear from him, shall we? Mm-hmm. Kevin, how
2: are you?
3: Hi, Julia.
0: It's,
2: oh, say that again. Hi, Julia. <laughs> I wanted to meet you forever. It's so nice of you to come in the studio. Do you mind if I sit on your lap?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up, girl. Oh,
2: I love his voice. Yeah, and he... I want to meet you forever. I couldn't even speak. Instead of, I've wanted to meet you right, forever. Right, right. I want to meet you forever. <laughs> well, I want.
1: that's I, part of the charm, Julia. And oh, he geez. was in town playing... At a, the fine line. At the caboose. Oh, it was the caboose with his band. With his band, Holly. Because he, he's had this band for like 20 years. He's... He's delish.
2: He And if we can go back to some, like Dances with the Wolves... I mean... Dances
1: with Wolves. Yeah,
2: and No Way Out. Mm -hmm. His original one, we we felt
0: like gaga goo goo over him. Yeah. With Sean... um, Sean Young. Yes. Mm -hmm. Making it out in the back of the limo. Let's not forget the Untouchables and her Zarmani suits. Oh, oh, he's so
1: beautiful. So, so great. And he just genuinely... uh, We just can't get enough of him. No, not really. A couple weeks ago, he... um, Released a song. Released a song. Actually, he had, I think he might be telling that the story about um, his band, how they got together and how sometimes they play at different things when tragic things have happened. And this song, uh, The Sun Will Rise Again is the name of the song. But this from, he talked with Savannah and let me tell you, she was like. Just so happy to be doing an interview with oh. him because I think he's an easy guy to talk to. That's what I remember, oh. even though you're starstruck. Amazing. You know, and um but she just seemed like so happy not to be talking about COVID. Something serious, so and something heavy, and there's Kevin Costner and either he's in Santa Barbara he's in or Santa. Hawaii.
2: Barbara. He's Hawaii. in Santa remember. Barbara, I think, waiting for the sun to come up.
1: Okay. Here we go.
3: Modern West has been together about sixteen years and I remember us writing a song about Katrina called Five Minutes to America and, and, um, you know, we we wake up sometimes and some some part of the country has just exploded, you know, tornadoes or whatever and there's a helpless feeling but sometimes, you know, just musically you're able to write about it and we wrote about uh, this song, Sun Will Rise Again, Um, it really speaks to that. and uh in this instance it's we're just not talking about a part of the country we're talking about the world we're talking about our country every kind of phase of it and so i played this song about two years ago live and that's what you're looking at right now um in ventura and santa barbara we had a terrible tragedy with both the rains, the loss of life with people in santa barbara where i live and, and in ventura where i grew up one of the places i grew up actually and uh so I played that a benefit uh, for Ventura. So that's what you're looking at, the Sun Will Rise Again.
1: And because they showed a video of them up on stage. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, why didn't we go see him I have at no the idea. Caboose? What was wrong with You weren't with here us?
2: that day. That was one of the big things. You were gone when that interview happened.
1: I feel like it was here. No, I yeah, know. <laughs> I know lord but you weren't you were I've not cozy and, um, so great every oh, time every you time You were here oh man and um anyway he's he's just uh, like that song is kind of good um we played it we liked it it sounded really good the sun will rise again and then um I know you dropped out of Yellowstone, and Holly, you probably never watched it.
0: I didn't, but I know people who have, and they love it. I dropped out last
1: year. Completely wonderful soap takes place in Montana, like Bozeman. Yeah. And I feel it's okay that you dropped out of last year. You can come back to it uh here's savannah asking kevin costner about the new season of yellowstone he doesn't even he's so cool calm and collected he doesn't even know what date it starts and he doesn't announce the big blockbuster casting that's been added to this third season here we go
3: yellowstone's got a new season coming out so that's a that'll be good news for people um what should people expect well, yeah, I, it, that's been a real jo- uh, j- joy uh, to be able to do. In fact, we just wrote an album about that called The Tales Tales from Yellowstone. So it's a, a record I made with my band. It's always about my feelings, uh, about the characters I'm going to be interacting with. And so I did the same thing for Hatfield and McCoy's. It was a record called Famous for Killing Each Other. But um, Yellowstone thing, I think it's actually coming out um on the 8th it'll be right around the 8th of june so that's exactly how i prepare for a part um and it starts with music and so it is about the characters it's about my feelings both making a movie uh and kind of how i'm feeling during the course of uh being out there so i hope people check that out
2: That's kind of interesting that he writes music to get ready for his parts. I never had heard that before.
1: Yeah, I know. And, of course, he plays this rancher, John Dutton, who owns the biggest ranch in all of the U.S., like a Ted Turner type of a thing. And there's beautiful people in it. There's unsolved murder. There's tension between, you know, people, the, the city slickers who want to come in and take take over and so it's moving from Wednesday night to Sunday night which is huge and it's start it start it it will start airing June 21st Father's Day so nowhere we're near June 8th so he doesn't even know the date and guess who's joining the series as a head a hedge fund manager with ambitious plans in Montana, concerning the Dutton family, and you know he'll get involved with the, du- the Dutton yes. daughter, yes. the daughter, the hot daughter, the mm-hmm. crazy daughter. She's crazy. He's so good. This is such a great show, you guys. Um, Yellowstone, if you're just joining us. Yeah, Yellowstone. It's it's a guy that we loved on a crazy show mm-hmm. that lasted yeah. eight years. Uh-huh. I just
2: saw his name by accident, and yeah. I'm, I'm looking at his picture on the man wall. Lost. Josh Holloway what was his name because her name was Freckles and his name was um, I don't know
1: but he oh my gosh he's so beautiful we haven't had him in a show he's been in one that we didn't watch anyway so that is because last that makes me happy doesn't that make you happy and just forget that you didn't watch season 2 they'll show a nice recap it's like uh, you know like watching any other soap you just jump in when you jump in you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't like, matter. Outlander, you don't need to watch season three and four. Just if you watched one and two and loved it, come back for five. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just a time traveling tale. It's like, uh, you know, books by an author. If yeah. there's a series, like okay. I just finished a Brian Freeman novel about his Frost Easton, his hot San Francisco cop. You can read them out of order.
2: Yeah, you can. But you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you can. So,
1: anyway, Yellowstone, that's coming back. And Josh
2: Holloway. Josh so...
1: Holloway. Uh-huh.
0: He was in a show called Colony a couple that's years ago. One. That's what it we was. We didn't watch
2: that. Did you watch that? Tried I didn't. know. tried it. I tried it. Uh, well, for him. For him. Because he's so sexy. And it screen. was like a sci-fi thing. Yeah. And
1: when Casey dropped out, I dropped out.
2: I know how that works.
1: Yeah. You know... Yeah, we got time to talk about this. So last week, I think Holly posted the story, or the picture anyway, of Miley Cyrus gave an interview to Wall Street Journal Magazine. Yes. I'm, and she was yes. very 80s looking with the yellow and green eye shadow and the fashion and yep. everything. So want did you read the, do you get that? I do. Did you read but this interview? She wasn't
2: on the cover last week. I think I'm getting it this week. Maybe
1: it's this coming yeah, this week. Yeah, I do get the
2: Wall Street Journal.
1: Okay, so, you There's know. Their
2: Saturday papers, epic. I do like it. You like that? I do, because I have a lot of pop culture stuff.
1: Um, Anyway, here's what she says. um, About, you know, because she has like an Instagram show, or she does a...
2: She does a live Instagram live. We've seen it. It happens at like one o'clock. Yeah. We're on the air.
1: So she they asked her about interviewing Wall Street Journal interviewing Elizabeth Warren. And she said, Oh my God, with Elizabeth Warren, I was so nervous. I even put on a nice linen blouse. I don't even own a friggin' blouse blouse. Everything in my closet is studded or leather or latex, honey. That, that's the truth. Okay. We just saw her go through her boho hippie. Yeah, the jeans. Did she like? Why does she try to be cool, fake like that when she doesn't need? Because she has one hundred eight million followers. All right, but do you guys? I don't know. Does that that seem that sounded like a fake? It did. thing to me. Like to say I've got latex studs. And leather, everything honey in yo. my
0: closet is studded yeah. or leather or latex, honey. It's yeah. like you're talking to. I just I don't know. She, that she's trying to force some kind of edginess yes, when she doesn't honey. have to when we, she already did that with bangers. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, she doesn't need to be try
1: hard. That's what I would just tell her. You don't need to be faux hardcore just because you've got a mullet right now and you're, you know, going to be playing Joan Jet or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, we just saw you floating around in caftans and torn off jeans and and I bought that one album. I bought her a CD, would you, the Malibu. one with Malibu. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so that was just like a mere two years ago. I love how you're mad at her for this. Well, I'm just saying it's. What I'm saying is, I I what don't want you? Miley. She doesn't need to try hard. She's Miley Cyrus. Dolly Parton is her godmother. I know. She's got a voice. She had a public romance that people were invested in. She's a Disney kid. You don't need to be a try hard. Snap out of it.
2: I love yeah. that you're giving her advice too. Yes, Don't yes, another my Lori is jobs. exhausted. You uh, really have a lot of jobs here, honey. But that's that's the truth. She doesn't need to. Can I ask you what your quarantine name is? Uh, I just my uh, first
1: name followed by my last no, name. No, it isn't. No, that's your quarantine <laughs> alcoholic name. Right? Yeah. No, the
2: quarantine um Hannah hey, put this up on our social media for my talk. Mm-hmm. Your quarantine name is your favorite host name. On my talk. And the last show you watched. So yours would be Julia Outlander. Render,
1: yes. Yes, it would. And mine
2: would be Laurie Valentine's Day. That's the last thing you watch. That movie last night. I watched mm-hmm. the movie. by. I was so inspired watching uh, Gary Marshall's yeah. stuff. I went and rent. You don't have to rent it. It's on Netflix for free. Yeah. And it kind of held up. It totally does. And I was surprised. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I mean, he has everyone in it. And their yeah. mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: what would yours be, Holly? We're, we won't be offended. Oh, I'll just say B. Arthur," some documentary on psychedelics that I fell asleep during last night <laughs> that I don't remember. B. Arthur's
1: psychedelics.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, we got to
1: go and come back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk
3: Dirt Alert
2: all right everybody we've got the one the only holly roberts just popped
0: in to help us out with the dirt alert how are you darling long we are here no long time no see okay. and unfortunately we have to start this dirt alert out with some sad breaking news over at tmz with the announcement that melissa etheridge made that her son Beckett Cypher has passed away at the oh, age what? of 21. Yeah, so That's she weird. yeah, so Julie Cypher, Melissa Etheridge's ex-wife, uh tweeted the following, we're sad to inform you that Melissa's son Beckett passed away and there will not be a concert from home show today hashtag team me now we don't have any more details regarding the passing of beckett only at the age of 21 and melissa had been performing facebook live concerts and offering virtual guitar lessons for 10 dollars during the quarantine and we just we have no details and julie and melissa have two children together and their daughter bailey jean born in 1997 beckett in 1998 and the couple was reluctant to discuss who fathered the kid and we were it was revealed that david crosby is the biological father of beckett so
1: oh and she left lou diamond phillips from melissa ethere and then they they were married yep Uh, but you know whenever i hear that age though, i always think oh i hope it wasn't by suicide that's what i was
2: thinking too laurie totally it's always
1: my why is that the first worry oh i know because i had two kids and two boys
2: in the 20s in my family yeah.
1: that did that exact same thing it's so oh that's so I thought
2: sad. the same thing there's no other information yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so very sad thinking of melissa julie mm. and their entire family today we'll move on from that story to the big story of the afternoon that mary kate olson is getting a divorce from her old french man olivia <laughs> <laughs> and she wants it now because he is playing dirty So the details about this, we're just learning about it today, even though Mary...
1: All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, Stephen Diener, hosted the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast. Or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major
0: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person
3: behind all of this is
1: Chris Jenner,
3: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
1: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded
0: by the Item YouTube channel. Kate Olson petitioned for a divorce all the way back on April 17th. All the way back on April 17th. Yeah. Just one month <laughs> yeah. into the lockdown yep. in New York City. <laughs> right. So... Here's what TMZ is saying per court documents that Mary Kate says her attorney's got an email from her husband this week, giving her a May 18th deadline to get her stuff out of their New York City apartment. It's the 13th of May today. Just everyone checking in. Yes, it's the 13th of May. So she's claiming that he's trying to force her out because he terminated their lease without her knowledge. Rude. And she said that she's been asking her husband to give her until May 30th. But he hasn't responded. So she's like, I need this divorce now. I know the courts are backed up due to COVID-19 and everything that's happening in the world, but I'm not going to have a place to live. She's requesting an emergency order to allow her to file for the divorce. And she included in her divorce petition in the filing that she requested their prenup be enforced. So there is a prenup between Mary Kate and Olivier. Uh, By the way, he is a French banker. Excuse me, the half brother of the former French president. I
1: just envisioned so many lamps and tables and scarves and couches. In this apartment. Oh,
2: yeah, and pieces of art. Yeah, pieces of magnificent art. I yeah. mean, she's into design
0: and yeah. Their lines. No, I just
1: envision like a
0: very. Yeah.
1: Ornate big apartment, Same. like
0: 15 rooms, maybe 20 rooms. One at least with some velvet and a patchouli scent. Yes, oh, I like that the smoking room. Yep. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because remember, Mary Kate's wedding to Olivier Sarkozy had the bowl of cigarettes. Yes. Yeah, bowls and of cigarettes. And they cigarette. were always smoking, and his kids are only teenagers.
1: Oh, so they're relatively young. Hey, you know. Not everybody takes to be in the bonus mom or the bonus auntie or the bonus whatever. Yeah.
0: But she had mentioned in some interviews in the past couple of years that she liked to hang out with her stepkids and that they would go horseback riding on the weekends and that she was just a regular She was step-mom. one of the kids. <laughs> because she's, yep.
1: she presents, she looks so little and tiny and waifish. She know? does.
2: Well, she looks like she's 12. I mean, they have the big eyes. They have young baby
1: faces. Yeah, they used to. They used to. But now, now they're, they're kind
0: of getting sunken. Yeah, especially Mary Kate. Yeah, I. You know the cigarette. The bowls of cigarettes. It's gonna cigarette it's, wears you. Yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. have an impact. So,
1: poor uh, Mary Kate. It looks like she's permanently sucking a cigarette. Yeah,
0: yeah. She she has. Is um, she the
2: one that was with Heath Ledger when he died? Yes. Yeah. Yeah
0: that would be Mm Mary-Kate. So we shall see if the court moves forward with Mary-Kate's petition and they don't have any kids together. It's just the two stepkids. Like I said, I'm excited
1: for something exciting to happen in the world of gossip between
0: a notoriously private person and a French man we only know a little bit about. Yes. It's exciting. Yeah, because they, the Olsen twins, Mary-Kate and Ashley, aren't ones to leak any gossip about their lives. The Mm -hmm. only time we see them is when they're outside of their office, taking a cigarette break, drinking some coffee, yeah. or walking to and fro from a restaurant, and that's it. That's it. It's like they're the kind of celebrity that you don't know what they sound like. No, I know. No, it. you're right. It's like wh- if I played a clip of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't know. Like nobody yeah, would know so because true. they're that elusive and secretive. Mm. And they walk the red carpet together
1: if they go to the Met Ball, and yeah, they do. have their. They're posed. They look like those, uh, the Keen dolls. No, no the, the Polly
2: the poly Lockets, I always used to think. Pocket,
0: yeah. ho- Polly Hockets. The big eyes. Yeah. Yes, the mm. Holly Hobbies. Thank you. Yeah. And they, the, the Polly Pockets. <laughs> you know, what? well, that's a thing, too. Polly Pockets a thing, too. Yeah. And their wizard capes. Oh, I love it. Anyway, so right. that's happening. Some nice, juicy gossip. Uh, royal expert Katie Nichol talking to Entertainment Tonight about the fact that she thinks that Prince Harry and Prince William are slowly getting back on good terms with each other according to her sources well this only makes me happy yeah yeah it doesn't it does
1: not surprise me because there's nothing like a worldwide pandemic pandemic. to make all your other bs seem Seem like like bs BS. totally Mm -hmm. yeah
0: katie nickel adding that they've done video calls together that they've done a lot of family birthdays and she adds i think with prince charles not being well that really forced the brothers to pick up the phone and get back in touch well,
2: mm. it, sometimes it takes that exactly. Yeah,
0: I, that makes me happy. Yes. Now, the chiffon trenches, Andre Leon Talley's yes. fashion tell-all is coming out very soon, if not this week or next week. Okay, we're getting another fashion adjacent tell-all. This yeah. time from Fort- former America's Next Top Model judge Jay Manuel. I loved, I him. loved, I loved Jay, him. I loved him, but he it. didn't. Didn't he break up with Tyra Banks? Yes, yeah. big and time. He is writing a novel. Based on his experiences at America's Next Top Model oh. called The Wig, The Bitch, and The Meltdown. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> so this is going to be out. The Wig, The Bitch, and The Meltdown. What a great wig. title. <laughs> he that said, is. He said this. Well, it's coming out on August 3rd. Now, there has been some controversy around old footage of America's Next Top Model surfacing in the past week and just how it has not aged well at all. He said no coincidence there. It just That happened to surface. But he said that he is definitely going to be incorporating a lot of the gossip from the 18 seasons that he spent on America's Next Top Model into this novel. He says, I want this book to entertain. He said, I'm using satire. He wants to have fun, but he said, you know, art imitates life and it's often larger than life.
2: Oh, Oh, this! I'm sure he's got so much dirt on her. Oh, yes. She's been notorious for being very um, unsteady when she doesn't get what she wants. She's an interesting person. Yeah, threw, remember idea. she threw the phone, the iron. Nigel well, that's, Barker.
1: Yeah, he was so dreamy. He was in studio. We loved Miss oh, J. I oh, watched that show. You faithfully. did. You, you totally did. did. You I did. watched. You I know who he is. Yeah, I got mad at it.
2: They never win anywhere.
0: Yeah, they were supposed to have. Those it was
1: just a fun. I
0: watched it for. They and did. I watched
1: it too because Tyra was kind of mean. She's totally mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, we get all the gossip. Yeah.
1: Then there was a scandal. Vintage Scandal. I am shocked at your behavior. Okay, so uh, guess uh, what movie is 20 years old this year? Uh, Many movies. I I think there's many, Many so I'm just going to ask you. It won the Academy Award for Best Picture in the year 2000, if anyone has a guess. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Starred uh, a down-under actor. Uh, mm-hmm. who famously um, was involved Carcadil in the Crocodile Dundee? No, 2000, Julia, <laughs> okay. not 1990. Um, you
0: call that a knife? <laughs> yeah,
1: Gladiator. Oh. Gladiator. Love that movie. Won the Academy Award for Best Picture. I'm not you know, entertained. Yeah, 2000, and it was directed by Ridley Scott. Um, and so it's 20 years old, wow. so... We have uh, a little. We have a story about all of the stuff that went on behind the scenes of this movie. Okay, um, actors who loathed each other, a star who threatened to kill a producer, a fatal drinking contest. I feel like this makes sense if Russell Crowe was in it. Well, and it wasn't just Russell Crowe, but of course my name is Maximus Decimus Meridus, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Joaquin Phoenix was in it. Joaquin. Uh, the budget was eight, one hundred $103 million. It made $460 million at the box office. So it had Maximus bloodshed and uh, Maximus Oscar glory as it carried off Five. This is the movie that won Russell Crowe as Best Actor yeah, uh, Oscar and also Best Film. And it was a movie that was filmed in sequence. Okay. We talked about this yesterday mm-hmm. that most movies are not shot that way. But, um, okay, so this is like a thing that like when Casey and I first started dating, you know, you find out weird stuff about each other that, you know, just in the dating thing. And we both had this thing that we had memories of spending time maybe with our each of us a grandparent oh, grandparents and wa- loving sword and sandal movies it's your generation yeah whatever yeah. It, it, but it is yep. just something that like we remembered watching with our J- Jason and the Argonauts and I think of Kirk Russell Spartacus. I mean, Spartacus excuse me yeah, yeah Ben hur the sword and sandals yes. so anyway um Hollywood had gotten away from that we even see that reference in Ryan Murphy's um, Netflix show Hollywood you know this one um Rob Reiner is playing the head of Ace Studios I want sword and sandals and, and musicals that's what works you know those are the movies that we make okay and they just churned out literally gazillions of them and, of course, who can forget, um, you know, Lisa Rinna's husband, Harry Hamlin, playing maybe the last Ursula.
2: Clash Ursula. of the Titans in yeah.
1: 1980. The, and then there wasn't a sword and sandal movie made for a very long time. And Gladiator, like, revitalized and gave, gave you know, a sword and sandal epic its due, if you will, because it was such a great story. And women... You know, we're just as much of a fan of this movie as guys were. Yep. Okay. And, um, I remember his rippling armored torso. Oh, he was so beautiful. Well, people thought it would end in disaster in Hollywood for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, not the least of which was the death of one of its stars, Oliver Reed, during filming. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons why they thought it would be, um, a tough movie is that um, producers usually show directors the script when they want to get them on board but there wasn't a script to show Ridley Scott they just knew he's our director this is who we want and the producer just had a painting of a gladiator standing over a helpless opponent and appealing for the Emperor's judgment on whether or not to kill him. and and the producer said um, he showed him that and Ridley Scott said, I'll do it. Just based on that photo. Right, okay. And the producer said, Hang on, you don't know what the story's about. And he said, I don't care, I'll do it. Just that image of the gladiator. And Russell Crowe had all kinds of reservations about playing this role because he had just finished making a great movie called The Insider. Yep. Which he played a chubby tobacco blower, whistle yep, blower. whistleblower. Mm-hmm. And he would have to lose a lot of weight to get lean and fighting. And he ended up losing 40 pounds and completely transformed. And those two back-to-back movies probably also helped with his Oscar thing. Because those were so... And he also... The script kept changing. And he worried that this movie would end his career right as it was taking off. Because literally... The whole time they were filming, they were changing the script. Oh, geez. All the way through. So the filming took place in England, Malta, Italy, and Morocco. And it was, like I said, it was shot in sequence.
2: We're talking about Gladiator, if and, you're just joining us.
1: production began in Bourne Woods in Surrey, the forest where the Romans take on the barbarian horde. horde. It's the most exciting part of the movie. And for that, we have to thank Saving Private Ryan, because the that movie begins with a memorable fight on the d-day beaches came out just before the gladiator team started shooting him ridley scott made his team watch it and he said our battle has to be better than this and ridley even won permission to burn a large part of the forest to make the battle be even more scorching and then crow they because he was in his mid 30s the filmmakers said you can't play football on set because he was a big guy for roughhousing playing around with the set yeah. and they were shooting on location he had by the end of the movie he had a cracked hip bone a broken foot bone and a, and tore both of his Achilles Achilles tendons Yay. because he said like this is what he said when you're rolling around on the ground in gigantic sequences with hundreds of moves of choreography and lots of extras, there's going to be injuries. And he said, uh, you know, like... And the
2: fight scenes were epic, obviously. They were epic.
1: Yeah. And Demone uh, Hansu, the guy who played a fellow gladiator, he almost stabbed somebody for real in the head during a fight sequence. Jeez. And he said, the pretend on that movie was very easy. People were hurt after those fight scenes. And... The movie went through three writers, you guys, various versions, different executives wanting to change. And four weeks before the movie was going to start, Russell Crowe stormed out of a script reading and had to be pulled back in by Ridley Scott because it had changed so much from the previous month. And during filming in Malta and Morocco, the um, third writer that came in to tinker with it would sit in a tent typing typing. away every night making changes for the next day Hmm. and the original screenwriter then was brought back in when they went to morocco and he was drawing pictures in the sand for ridley scott to figure out on what was and and then they didn't know how they wanted to end it sure because the executives didn't want should i can we spoil a movie 20 years later
0: there's no spoiler okay, here. Yeah.
1: Well, the executives didn't want you know a certain so person so to, to die. die, right? So anyway, and then Russell Crowe had a narrow escape with an eleven foot tiger um, because um, the the big twelve foot tiger that he mm-hmm. was in the ring with, mm-hmm. it was just two handlers. That were, were uh, handling it. Only
2: two rodeo clowns, as it were.
1: That's right. <laughs> and then clowns. Oliver Reed pro- provided the movie with its most serious problem when he dropped dead during production in Malta, which stood in for Rome. Why? How did he die? So, Reed and uh, Russell Crowe were both notorious Hellraisers, big drinkers, and um, they reportedly, though, couldn't stand each other and they confined their interaction to just their scenes together. And while Russell curbed his drinking because he had to be tight. Yes. For, uh, you know, Maximus, Oliver Reed, after promising Ridley Scott he'd only drink on the weekends, accepted a challenge to a drinking contest in a pub in Malta, Valletta, mm-hmm. the, the port city, the capital, with sailors from a visiting British destroyer. Ooh. And he downed eight pints of beer a dozen shots of rum, and a half a bottle of whiskey before he collapsed on the pub's floor. He died en route to the hospital, and after frantic rewriting, his final scene was created with already shot footage of him transposed on a body double.
2: Okay, so he just died of alcohol poisoning. Yes!
1: During the filming of it, and um, apparently Russell Crowe was also so temperamental, he even objected to the movie's most famous line, the one, you know, I am Maximus, Mm -hmm. where he refused to say it. And he, Russell Crowe, always had to be continually coaxed and apologized. He to. was remember how Ridley Scott, by volatile Ridley Scott, he was
2: back mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. that they wanted him. He what did he throw at someone in a hotel in New York City? Yes. His next movie, right after that, and really came out the same year, was Proof of Life, where he had the affair with Meg Ryan, and That's she right. broke up with Dennis Quaid.
1: Yes. So anyway, that Marie. that just was like... Well,
2: that's kind of wild. And he was so hot at that time because he was in everything. He was on the street. Yeah, he was. Cinderella Man, yep. The Beautiful Mind. And he
1: was just a really notorious... I guess I had, he tore it up in Morocco. He was just... Badly behaved, but of course, no one was as badly behaved as the guy who drank himself to death having a drink off with the uh, sailors sailors in the port of Valletta uh, on the island of Malta. That
2: movie, I'm but, sure, holds up because it won an Academy oh, Award. I, I love that seen movie. It in I years. would watch it again. I think I would too. Yeah.
1: That, I, you totally could watch that again. All right, listen, when we come back. We're going to get to the rest of the headlines. No, well, I'll tell I you what a I man go. got to do. He better stay out of She's his partner's way if they're in the need, need of a little be alone be time. Sure. You know? People are needing
2: this.
1: Yeah, you know who? Uh... Oh. I mean, you know what Casey did to me today? He hid, and I'm <laughs> coming down the stairs, and he jumped out. Oh! And said "boo," and I mean, Reject? I I jumped and I screamed out loud for third. Like it just was something out of a sc- ah. I mean, I just yelled, and he was laughing. laughing, and I just looked at him, and I said, you are a bad man. He's said, I wanted to make you get scared and then laugh.
2: Right. Well, that it worked. I, if I had it the worked. hiccups,
1: it would have been the trifecta. He the, would have scared me, scared the hiccups away, and made me laugh. I mean... I, I didn't make you pee your pants. I heard him come up the stairs. I knew he was somewhere, <laughs> and yet, I, I just... Scares still the crap out of me.
2: I like that he has that good sense of humor. <laughs> I like that.
1: Oh, boy. I like it. So busy Phillips. You know, yes. she's, I do like her. I love her. I've always loved her. Liked her, liked her. And, uh, you know, she's doing interviews. She still feels bad, but maybe not as bad that E. Got rid of her, her show. show because now she can just do her show from her Instagram yeah, live story and exactly. You know she would have had to make adjustments uh, on on Let her people talk show.
2: Go. The network
1: took care of all that. All for that her. for her. She doesn't uh-huh. need to go through any of that. Right. And um, anyway, she's been very open about like her husband. And um, anyway, she they, she said they need space, have a long day. You know. This is where I don't understand people not being able to have alone time. Is it well, because got of the two kids? Young ki- their that's kids it. are
2: funny ages eleven and yeah, six. That's it. So mm-hmm. there's a big gap there. They probably don't. Because
1: Holly, play can you get alone time if you need it from your guy? Yeah, you just I just go to another part of
0: the house. Yeah, well, outside. And where you're living. Yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, I'll that's say true. it's tight, but we've figured it out, yeah. and. I, I go on my bike rides to and from work, yeah. and that's where I've found like 40 minutes. Nobody talks to me. It's wonderful. It's yeah. great. But I don't have kids either. So right. Maybe that's, that's, you. The, that's, that's the dilemma. I mean, with kids, I mean, because you no just... No one can just walk off you and can, say, I'm going to no, I'm gonna no. go on
1: some balcony time. Yeah. I'm going to go take a bike ride. See you later. Yeah, you can't And our kids
2: are kind of not... Like they're six and eleven, they probably are interested in two completely different types of things. With that age gap between them, and she just said, Mm -hmm. "I need alone time." You know, she does car therapy. Well, that's. I think a lot of people are getting in their cars and just driving around.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about driving to a a drive a car wash where no one has to get out of their car. Do you think those are open? I have so much. Many of
2: them, Lori. There's so (laughs) many of these. Are they around and open? (laughs) Well, yeah, oh. a gas station. My
1: God, they're by all gas stations. I've been punishing my you, car and not letting it get clean. And at this point, there's so much bird poop on that's it. That's because
2: where you park, back here, under the bird tree. We have this one tree, tree. in our parking lot that just, it, you come out and it, it doesn't matter. Your car is just clean. You've got 17 things of crap on it. Yeah. Mm.
1: But I like that spot.
0: But I'm It's I a realized, great
2: spot. It's the poop spot. But now I don't need it. There's nobody here, really. No, you don't.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay, so I can't go to a car wash. Lori, they've been, Oh, my gosh. Hell, I haven't. I've been... Did you
2: even... Are you I've even been on taking, your second
1: tank yet? Oh yeah. I, no, I'm not on my second tank Jeez. of gas, and I've, I really have not been going anywhere. You know? I wish Casey would go back to Costco and get me another three-pound bag of tamales. Those are gone. Why doesn't he? Well, we don't... It's not
2: necessary right no, now. No, I know. All we right, so, Holly, anything. you're driving to and fro, well do you have a light on your bike at night well i don't ride at night because that's just not so my do you vibe. get picked up by who by who well so you ride your bike to work yeah and then how it's do you not get home? dark when we leave here no oh okay <laughs> my god well, listen how would i know i don't see the daylight <laughs> i don't see anybody i just look at your beautiful face <laughs> julia
1: it's may you know that it's you know oh my god it's been, been a long afternoon well, this-
2: for you Listen, it does. I could use a cup of coffee. All right, so um, Tyler Prairie, I thought this was interesting. When we saw his new Atlantis Studios, when he gave us the tour sometime this maybe February. Yes, That he had built this whole production set, but there's also homes on the set for people to live in like dormitories. So the people
1: shooting yeah, have yeah. a place to live. So he has this whole campus i feel like it's bigger than any sound st- sound thing in hollywood it is it's, it's so huge acres. and we took yeah. a
2: tour of it and i remember oprah went and a lot of people went to the grand opening well he's planning on starting up production on his two main shows that he does for bet it's Sistas and the oval uh-huh. on july 8th and he said here's how we're going to do this um you know, everyone, I've called everyone who's working on these shows. Are you okay with it? You will come. You will live on the compound. If you, Most of the people live in Georgia already. But if you come from, out, from outstate, I will send my private jet to pick you up. We will test you. We're going to have testing every day. We're going to do temperatures every day. But we're all going to live together. So no one's going to be leaving the, you know, con- compound. Yes, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's how he's going to do it and get away with it. And he's... Um, and he says people are I excited. I guess that is a fortuitous thing that
1: he bought that place. And yeah. He, built it. He built, he it. built it. he built it. He built it.
2: And he built all these, because the Oval is, this, you know, I take off on the Oval Office and there's all these mm-hmm. grand homes. And he mm-hmm. just said, I just built everything. Mm-hmm. 330 like,
0: acres. That's yeah. Right.
2: Wow. He's got a big, he's got a lot of space there. And if For you could just live there instead yeah. of, you know, in your trailers and going back and forth and. And everybody who works on craft services and everything it lives there. Right. No one gets to come and go during the shooting. It's right. like you're at camp. Yeah. I, I kind of like to go to camp.
1: Yeah, I think. I loved
2: camp. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a good camp, somewhere sunny and hot.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, guess who's, be...
1: on, guess who's on the cover of People Magazine this week? Valerie Bertinelli.
2: Is this a weight loss issue? Because <laughs> this is the only reason I'm saying that, Allie. Cause this time of the year in May, they are, always do the big weight loss list. You nope. hates it. You, no, you no, no. This it. is a celebrity, no. so this isn't a weight loss. That <laughs> one's in
1: February after January. It's the first week in February. No,
2: it comes <laughs> on a different. Well. Anyway,
1: I like her so much. Love She's her. So cute. Thanks, Ollie. Everyone, have a great night. We'll
2: be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.